Coming up on this episode of Don't Panic, we've got tech news, including the scourge of Black Friday. Has it come too early for its own good? We're also going to talk about Chrome OS and Android potentially merging and what that might mean for the Google empire. We talk news from T-Mobile, including more LTE in your home and the possibility of Netflix and chill wherever you are, as well as other news and our top picks. It's a great episode of Don't Panic. Stick around. We're going to have tech news for you coming up next. This is Don't Panic, episode number 109, recorded November 2nd, 2015, on Android OS, in-home LTE, and being recommended. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast that uh, has full bars in your neighborhood. I'm Sean Jennings, and I am joined by the Martian and the Moon Man. Uh, it is Colby Rabadoo and Dan Miller. Gentlemen. What's the scoop? Mm, not much. We succeed. Halloween ended. None of us died. The Mets lost the World Series. Yes. Uh, we, yeah, I think that's all. That that is, is that a success for you, Colby, the Mets losing? No, it's a little sad. The Mets are like my baseball team in laws. So, and since the Red Sox were so terrible this mm. year, I was rooting for the Mets. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Be- there should be like some kind of map where it's like I like the Red Sox and the Red Sox hate the Yankees and the Mets also hate the Yankees. So I guess I like the Mets. Like it's yeah. this whole like, thing. Technically, the Mets are mostly neutral, but there is that thing like in in the late '80s, like when the guy, like the infamous Bill Buckner, like missed a mm. ground ball where the Red Sox lost at the very last second. That was against the Mets, which I That's did not right. know until until this weekend. That's right. Um, and so, the Mets went on so, to win the World Series. Right, yeah. So um, I think folks who are around for that uh, feel a little more strongly about the Mets than I do. But as I was not alive for that, uh, I don't. I don't have that uh, bias. I think we can all agree <laughs> the Kansas City Royals are terrible. How's that? No, I don't know anything about it. It's Kansas they City. pretty good, yeah. You know? Who cares? What's, right. What are they famous for? Barbecue sauce? I don't know. I don't know. Did you know, you, you know, I was a little upset to learn that Kansas City is in Missouri. Did, <laughs> did, <it's, laughs> okay. I mean, I just assumed it was in Kansas. Because there are other cities, like Oklahoma City is in Oklahoma, right? Uh, yes. Aren't there two Oklahoma <laughs> cities, though? Maybe. I don't know. Are there two Kansas cities? Is no, there a Kansas City in Kansas? Oklahoma. This is like the most embarrassing thing I've ever done in my life. Having to Google Aren't where there Oklahoma two City Kansas cities? Or did you already say that? There's two Oklahoma cities, right? There are two Kansas cities. Two Kansas cities. That's what. Okay. Where's the Kansas City, Missouri, and Kansas City, Kansas? I no? think so. Okay. Something like that. What do I look like? A globe? Well, one of them renamed themselves to Google. That's oh, the no, only that, reason I know that there that are That was two. Topeka that renamed themselves to Google. Are there two Topekas? No, there's only one Topeka. Oh, man. As far as I know. Again. <laughs> I feel like you can only make that mistake once, like naming your city Topeka. Nobody <laughs> else did that. Yeah, that's unique. I always like places yeah, like... Yeah, there's Kansas City, Missouri, and Kansas City, Kansas. Okay, that's oh, not wow. weird. But then I again... feel so validated now. Is that it's, so? That's not the the capital of Kansas, though, right? Neither of them are the capitals up there. No, I don't know what the capital of Kansas is. Is it Topeka? I can't name another it, Kansas city. 
Yeah, I think you might be right about Topeka. Huh. That's a good question. I will say, do you know the most common town name in the United States? Uh, Middletown. Like sp no. Springfield? Springfield's a good guess, but no. Most people say Springfield. No, it's Lincoln. Mm. Oh, I believe that. It's very there's cool. a Lincoln, Rhode Island. I'm I'm sure. There's I a bet Lincoln. just about every state has a Lincoln. Yeah, there's a Lincoln Chafee too, and he used there, to be running for president. There is. <laughs> what I like that guy. He was funny. so embarrassing. He was so goofy. <laughs> he was funny and not in a good way. No, that's true. That's very true. More of kind of a aw. <laughs> like people already don't take Rhode Island seriously. Like, <laughs> he was not. Helping. Why you got to do that? He was not helping at all. Oh boy, tough times for Rhode Island. Um, cool. Well, guys, uh, we're here to talk technology as we do every week on this show. Uh, briefly, don'tpanic.io is the website. Go there, get the things uh, to watch and listen to the stuff. Um, also, exciting announcement, gentlemen. Ba -ba -da -ba. We haven't done it yet, but by the time this goes online, we will because I forgot to do it before we get on the air. But you can already get our show on iTunes and on Stitcher Radio and most major podcast apps and via RSS on our website. But what if I told you there was another place you could get our show? Would you I'm believe Google. me? I'm so excited because there, there aren't enough places. That's it, right? We want to be everywhere right. people are. We're going to yeah. be bullhorns on top of a blimp if we have to for people to <laughs> listen to us. Can we please? Uh, You're saying we're getting a don't panic blimp? We're getting a don't panic blimp. <laughs> Maybe a don't panic drone, one thing at a time. Um, no, the good news is you will be able to listen to us on Google Play Music announced this week that they will be getting podcast support uh, within Google Play Music. So if you're a mu music subscriber through Google Play or, as we talked about last week, a YouTube Red subscriber, you also get Google Play Music. Either way, you'll be able to subscribe to podcasts. Uh, uh, the other show I do, Goldilocks Show, is already on there. And by the time you listen to this, Don't Panic will be included as well. So I have, a, I have a logistical question about that, Sean. Is that like, do you just have to add our RSS feed or something? Or Yeah, like... the only reason I didn't do it is because they send a conf like a confirmation email to the email address listed in your RSS feed. And in our case, it's your personal email. So I wanted uh... to warn you before I did it. So that's, look that's for that, funny. and then you just hit confirm. But other than that, yeah, you just give them the RSS and they do the rest. Sweet. Yeah, it's pretty easy. So you can rent a blimp for about two thousand dollars, like an hour, a day. The cost of leasing the blimp and service will be between be between two thousand and ten thousand dollars a month. That's not pre pretty. That's like really reasonable. Yeah, like rent in apartments is more expensive than that. <laughs> like you know, it's like live in San Francisco or live in a blimp, and you can live anywhere. <laughs> live in a blimp that's tethered to the ground off of San Francisco Bay. <laughs> oh my god, that's gonna be the next thing. Living in the Google parking lot. <laughs> I live in a blimp. I live in a blimp. You live in the sky. Oh my god! Yep. And then you can like zip line down to work. I can't. <laughs> I can't wait for all the protesters. All these have to tech charter guys. a helicopter to get you back up, but it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Crowding our skies with blimps. <laughs> with the, yeah, you won't be able to see the the sun anymore in San Francisco, but not because of the tall buildings, because it's yeah. just covered in blimps. Leave it to San Francisco to make that sort of uh, 40s retro future with all the blimps look look real. Right, and you'll want to put, like, little sky bridges between yep. all these blimps. Yep. Yeah. You can have, like, house parties. There'll be, like, a Whole Foods in the sky. I think we've solved all the world's problems right here. <laughs> I feel pretty good about that. Yeah. Just hope no one uh, lights some popcorn on fire. No. <laughs> You're asking for a lot of trouble. 
Um, <laughs> it would it would melt the city of San Francisco if all the balloons went up at the same time. Oh my god! Oil away San Francisco Bay. Just be, <laughs> and then you'd have more space. You would. We're just. Someone should be writing this down. Real estate. Even less water than it. California already has, but. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh boy, we're off to a roaring start. Um, let's jump into tech news, gentlemen. Anything on the list that's got you all tingly in your special parts that you want to talk about this evening? <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, tingly. It's the kind Black of mild. Friday, the Black Friday sales tingled me first. All right, well let's let's get you tingled, Dan. Um, yeah, it's tough this time of year. There's not a ton of news. Things will be quiet as we approach Christmas. Um, but as we approach Thanksgiving here in the United States, we have Black Friday. And in a, the UK. And in the UK. It's spreading globally. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the UK, it's it might only be Cyber Monday. I think that's what it is. In the UK, they only have Cyber Monday. They don't have Black Friday. Which makes sense because mm. I'm assuming the stores over there don't open on Friday. Do they celebrate Thanksgiving? No, they don't celebrate Thanksgiving. No. That's why. I'm, <laughs> like, what the fuck do I know? It's um, us colonials that uh, celebrate Thanksgiving. I saw troublemakers over here. <laughs> well, Dan, the, hold on for the legislative process to take course. The good news is you get even more Black Friday. I know how much you love it. Amazon kicking off its Black Friday now, weeks before Black Friday actually gets here. If you're a Prime subscriber, you'll get access to special deals um, starting now and working your way through. But some deals are available to everybody right now. I'll also point out Newegg has been doing Black Friday sales starting a couple weeks ago. Um, I got my first email for the first in-store Black Friday ad a couple weeks ago. Uh, So we're in the throes of Black Friday mania. Mm -hmm. Um, I would bet probably by the end of next week, you're going to see just about every single store online running some kind of Black Friday type preview or lead-up ad or countdown or something like that. Um, But Amazon getting big on the game already. And uh, to be honest, I don't know if there's anyone... uh, more into Black Friday than than Amazon online because it's uh big deal for them. Big sales day. I buy so much stuff. So much stuff. <laughs> you going to get a digital IR infrared thermometer gauge? No, but so I that's measure that's the what I wanted. Those I didn't cool. know I wanted one of those, but when I saw it in in the feed, that's what I right, decided. You like you make you make your cocktail and then you just point the gun at it and be like, "Bam, 30 degrees." <laughs> I do want anytime snowballs. Anytime snowballs? Yeah, apparently they are... What about uh, this guy bending over? Can you buy a guy bending over? (laughs) Is that a thing? Uh, Amazon's got the weirdest stuff. Yeah, Jurassic Park, Men's Jurassic World, Ugly Christmas Crew Sweater. You know what? I hate that Ugly Christmas Sweaters have become an industry. Like, as someone who works at Etsy, you can't buy... And a, a newly made ugly Christmas sweater. That's cheating. It has to be legit. Yep. It's very fair. If it's not one of a kind, it's not really that ugly, is it? No. no. It just makes the wearer ugly. That's what I think. <sighs> yeah. Shame on them. It's Anyways. unironically ugly. It yeah, exactly. Ugly. It's just actually <laughs> ugly. So, this is this is crazy. 
What do we think about REI not doing Black Friday this year? Did you read about that? Yeah, that was I a big deal. That, yeah. They 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 said everyone go outside, don't spend time in our stores. We want to give our employees the day off, so REI will not be opening on Black Friday. Um their other retailer, there's another big retailer who announced that, that they weren't doing it either. Who was it? It was like a Radio Shack or someplace like that. Oh, I can't huh. remember who. Fries or uh Oh, yeah, one of those like yeah. smaller independent joints uh, said they weren't opening as well on Black Friday. You know, honestly, I used to be, and I've probably talked about it on the show before, I used to be a huge Black Friday. Like I'd get in line at 2 a.m. and wait and run in the store with all these people. But over the last couple of years, I have not gone to a, a physical store on Black Friday because I do it all online. <clears throat> yeah. And the deals are as good, if not better. And it it stopped being fun. Uh, after a while, it just kind of got sad. So, um, <laughs> so I, I, I think it's pretty, re- especially if they're going to do three weeks of lead-up sales. I don't know why they have to actually be open on Black Friday. Right. That makes sense. <clears throat> how much uh, of a? I wonder how much they'll never say, but I wonder how much money they make on Black Friday now. Like, I feel like the those sales have been getting more diversified in the past five years. Um. So does that mean uh yeah I mean it's interesting and I think the diversification helps the pro- the margins and and the overall sales only because you know Black Friday really the reason Black Friday exists is to dump inventory um for the most part and um when you can split that across categories like toys and housewares and things you wouldn't traditionally think of as Black Friday items linens and shirts and um it's a great opportunity for them to dump stuff at not quite outlet prices, um, but still get rid of a lot of stuff. So uh, I'm sure stores are really very happy about that. And consumers, too. Yeah. yeah. I didn't buy anything last year on Black Friday. Or even any of the lead-up sales, I don't think. Oh, Dan. That's not very American of you. No. I know. <laughs> <sighs> You're a terrible capitalist, Dan. Got to renounce my citizenship. Oh, Go to go to uh, go to Canada, where you don't buy things. The government gives you everything for free. Yeah, they uh, got a new president over there. Oh, that's right, our new uh, prime minister. <laughs> well, I no, think technically right. in Canada you prepay for all that stuff. Right? That's that's right. That's right. <laughs> they, they, their Black Friday should be the day <laughs> you have to pay your tax bill. In fact, you're you're forced to buy it. Really? <laughs> yes, exactly. Thanks, Obama. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so get ex- I'm excited for. Hey, listen, I'm all about Black Friday. I'm gonna get so many Blu-rays. It's gonna be stupid. That's Blu-rays. Blu-rays are that is the best time of year because they it's, they just have five dollar Blu-rays as far as the eye can see. Um, and if they've got good good uh, films to pick up, that's my goal. And okay. th- that way, I I buy a lot of cheap things instead of one really expensive thing like I did last year. So. How many Blu-rays do you own? Not many. It's probably like nine or ten. I think I'm about the same. It's but not. you want more? But I want more. And it's just, again, I'm not going to just buy to buy. It's got to be keep. Like, I just, they just had a big deal of, <laughs> bless you, of um, Ghostbusters. For some reason, it was like a lightning deal. And it was like $5. And I'm like, that's a great movie. And I'll watch it all the time. And so movies like that. Okay. Um, yeah. Alone. That's, I'm in that. If I'm going to watch it more than once. Yeah. I'll buy the Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy was a great one. Uh, yeah. That I'll watch a lot. I've but never bought a Blu-ray. I've considered doing it because I do. I could watch them now that I have a PlayStation. Uh, but I, I don't know. I've been meaning I guess maybe the right movie hasn't come at all. I've been meaning Colby to give you because you have a 3D TV, right? 
Yes, I do. I've been meaning. I have a one of the. I, don't, I think it was the leg. It was either the Lego Movie or Guardians of the Galaxy came with a regular Blu-ray and a 3D Blu-ray. Whoa. <laughs> and I've been meaning to give it to you because I want you to try it out because I don't have a 3D TV. Yeah. Uh, and I yeah. want to see how great it is. I could do that. You'll know, have to be my guinea pig. See if your eyeballs fall out of your head or something. It could happen. Never know. It's that third dimension that really gets you. Um, <laughs> it's all that depth. Uh, all right. What what else in the list here, guys? Uh, has got you excited? Hmm. He says. Mm. I was also confused about the Chrome Android thing. I know we're just going straight down the list, oh, but that's I've got no beef with that. <laughs> um. Yes. Yeah, this so... didn't make any sense to me, and then by the time I started to read about it, everything looked like it had changed. Yes. So, explain it to me, Sean. So. All I can really tell you is the story, which started in the Wall Street Journal, uh, where... That was weird. Why does... Anyway, why does the Wall Street Journal care about this? But Wall Street Journal these days is one of the biggest rumor mills online. They publish everything first, especially Apple stuff. I mean, they're your go-to, which is weird. Um, But they started with a report um, citing somebody who works there. Um, that they're planning on merging, uh, Google is planning on merging Chrome OS and Android together into a single operating system. Now, I know for a fact we've talked about it on the show before. Um, mm. It's been rumored before and, and, and back and forth. Google came out and obviously said, um, we've got no plans to do that. Chrome OS will live on uh, and Chromebooks will be around for some time to come. The Journal's report claimed this version would come uh, until 2017, so a little bit down the road. Um, Google obviously not commenting. But didn't they say today that they would not be, that Chrome OS would be sticking around? Yes, they. but again, it's this sort of fine print thing where Google said it would be around through 2016. What they said was, we have a lot of new things slated for Chrome OS in 2016. Now, if you uh. believe this rumor, you say, well, but they're going to merge them in 2017. So Google's, you know, take it for what it's worth. Yeah, I mean that wouldn't be it. Wouldn't be so hard to merge them though, right? Like you just have an Android. <laughs> well, you just have an Android OS that only runs Chrome. You beef up the Android Chrome browser a little bit, and you should be off to the races. Um, like what else does Chrome OS really do? Um, well, it's got different interactions with hardware, which whatever you can fix. Scaling of Android apps to work on larger screens. Yeah, that's been a big problem. The um, Android tablet apps are the other day. I bad. I saw an Android developer tweeted out a list of every Samsung Android screen size, and it was like, <laughs> and it was like twelve point eight, twelve point seven, twelve point five, twelve point three, twelve point one, twelve. You know, and like, oh my god, it was a massive list. There must have been 30 of them. It was, And that's Samsung alone. Um, right. So I think that would be a big issue. Honestly, what interests me about this is when I look at something like what Windows is doing with Windows 10 and their, um, uh, I want to say Continuum, whatever the feature is where you can plug the phone into the computer and it runs full Windows 10 while still running phone OS on the phone. And I think that is kind of the idea of this where... It comes from the same base, it's updated at the same time, but it is classic Android on the phone, designed to work on the phone, and it runs 
a desktop OS on the, on on that, but they're separated running in the same code base. That I think is really compelling. Um because I've never used an Android tablet and said, "Wow, this is awesome. I'd love this <laughs> to be my laptop." Um even even if you do beef, beef up the browser. Um right. I just don't know why they can't just and again, I know I make this sound way easier than it is in reality. I don't know why they can't just smash the codes together into one big monstrosity <laughs> and ship it. Um, it only took Windows, you know, six years to figure out how to do it. So, um, <laughs> plus. So, that, that I don't know. I mean, what's the advantage? Faster updates, I think, would be the advantage. Well, maybe Google, the advantage is simplicity. Um... They only have one, like like Apple. You only have one product to support. Right, right. That makes a lot of sense. Huh. It's weird. It's weird. Like I, I can kind of see. I really can see both sides of it. To be honest. Yeah, I think they'll have a tough time getting Chrome OS to the point, the security point, or sorry, Android to the security point that Chrome OS is at. Mm. Chrome OS has a really good reputation for that sort of stuff, and Android has a pretty bad reputation for that sort of stuff. The worst <laughs> reputation? <laughs> Not the worst reputation. Oh. Uh, actually, yeah, these days probably the worst <laughs> reputation. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, I feel like the the problem with Android is not that they don't fix bugs. It's that no updates go out ever to the vast majority of people. Right. Um, so it's it's not that it's not fixable. It's just that no one uses the f- the fixed version. And to be honest, I don't know why Google wouldn't put resources into fixing that problem instead of trying to merge these OSs together. Like, I feel like there are more critical things they need to do. And again, I don't work in Google. I just pretend to. Um, that instead of focusing on putting them together, fix a number of other problems with both OSs. I don't know. But it wouldn't surprise me in a couple, you know, if down the road they did it. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I think that's really for them to decide if it's in their best interest. Which is my way of saying I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's your way of passing the ball. The decision. Yeah. Um, the buck does not stop here. No, no. Buck goes all the way to Mountain View uh, on this one. <laughs> Gladly. But I like Chrome OS. I think Chrome, and I just haven't used Android that much. But what I've used a Chrome OS, I really like. So. Don't, yeah. just don't just don't mess it up. That's the only thing. Yep. That sounds ideal. It sure does. It sure does. Um, all right, more stuff in the rundown, including what? Well, while we're talking about Amazon, we can talk about the story we have and then the other story we talked about beforehand. Yeah, let's get all uh, Amazon up in here. Yeah. Um, because you like buying things, right? I, I do. Yeah. You like? like bu- do you like buying books? I'm at least that much American. I bought many books this weekend. That's fantastic. Digitally. Oh, digitally. Oh, I see. <laughs> Dan, what if I told you Amazon had an innovative new business idea, right? Uh-huh. Amazon, known for selling books over the internet, right? They put them in a box, they ship them right. to your door. Sort of how they got their start. Exactly. But what if instead of browsing through the internet, you could physically hold the books in your hand as you browsed through them? Oh, whoa. So sort of like their their book preview feature, yes. but you could do the whole thing. Except it's in real life. It's physical. You can physically hold the book. And and in this, right. they, they have some sort of building or storefront where there are hundreds of books. 
Because why do you need millions of books online? A physical location with hundreds of books hundreds, that you can yeah. look at and flip through and then leave without <laughs> buying any. Right. Yes. Like like that little uh, kiosk in the airport. Yeah, yes. Uh, what what are those called? Uh, uh, new, it's Hudson Hudson, News. Hudson uh, News. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I really had to think about that uh, for a second. Those are great. Um, <laughs> where nobody ever buys anything. Right, right, right. Um, well, Dan, you're in luck. Amazon is opening its first physical bookstore tomorrow um, in, uh, in the only place uh, that it should in Seattle. At University Village, open seven days a week except holidays. Uh, they say it's a permanent location, not a pop-up, so it'll be around for a while. Um, it'll also be selling its devices, including Kindles, uh, the Echo, Fire TV, and Fire tablets, uh, as well, in addition to books. Um, they say it relies on Amazon.com data, including customer ratings, sales, and Goodread pos- uh, popularity to decide which books to stock, um, which is interesting concept as well. Um, it's Amazon's first physical permanent location uh, for the retailer. Exciting, but not really. Like, it just seems so pointless. Um, and we we already had this conversation. Like, yeah. the whole why would I go to Amazon's physical retail store to buy a book if I'm gonna go out and buy a book? I don't want to do it at an Amazon store any more than I want to do it at Barnes and Noble or Borders. So one of those doesn't exist anymore. Uh, Borders doesn't exist anymore. Okay, mm-hmm. like anymore, I'm not going to go there to buy a book either. Maybe it's because I live in New York City and I still have a lot of bookstores to choose from. Uh, that's, that's but that's Seattle. I'm sure there's lots of bookstores to choose from there. They're not putting it Topeka, Kansas. <laughs> yeah, and that's but that's Actually, what it is. Like like if if Google had said, "Oh, we're opening a Nexus store in Mountain View," you wouldn't be surprised at all. Mm-mm. I don't think. Um, I can do something at that store that I cannot do anywhere else. You can, can buy you can at... buy Nexus devices in a lot of places. Best Buy has them. That hasn't historically been true. Uh, like, usually, you can't like well, I Chrome couldn't go to the Verizon and store and maybe not Nexus phones, Nexus tablets. You can. So yeah. most Google hardware you can. Yeah. I mean, I I can see that it would be a better experience to look at Google hardware at a store that Google controls everything about. Like, you could go to Best Buy and look at a MacBook, which might be convenient. But if you're going to go look at a MacBook and there's an Apple store nearby, you're probably going to go there. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to go look at a book, why would I go to the Amazon bookstore versus Amazon.com versus some other bookstore? So... Because I'm I'm genuinely trying to defend Amazon here. Let me pitch it, <laughs> let me pitch it this way for you, Dan. Okay. <laughs> Let's say Amazon was opening a store to highlight their technology offerings, right? Their Kindles and their the Echo and the Fire TV. You'd find that a little more plausible, right? Yep. And then they have an extra thousand feet of retail space in the back that they can't fill because they don't have that much technology. Well, what does <laughs> Amazon sell more than anything else? Books. So they fill it with books, and I really think that's what this is more about. And and I think that's why it feels so foreign to us is because the whole point of Amazon was to eliminate bookstores. <laughs> um, in the same way I told Dan before we were on the air, it'd be like Uber having one of those one-day Uber specials where you get to ride in a real yellow taxi cab. Like, it it's just feels foreign because it's the thing they're trying to replace. Um, and I think that – and again, if they opened a second, I would really say that's crazy. But I really think this is just more about – 
getting people to go in the store and feel good, and they did it because they could. Amazon's famous for this. I mean, we saw this week they shut down their um, Square competitor card swipe uh, oh, yeah. payment system. Oh, I remember we talked mm. about that, and we thought it was a good idea. And then they were um, totally wrong. And then they shut down another thing this week, too. What was it? So Amazon does this all the time where they're in and out of stuff. So I'm not surprised. Not surprised? Nope. Actually, yeah. I, to be honest, I actually think it's kind of cool. Um, just because just they did because they could, and it puts a smile on people's faces. And, hey, Amazon opened a bookstore. It's kind of neat. I will say, I would rather go to an Amazon bookstore than go to the Samsung Experience store. Yes. That has, yes. Yeah. I'm there with you. <laughs> we we should we we should find somebody in Seattle to send us our roving reporter to uh, <laughs> to check out the uh, Amazon bookstore. Bob Nisco's beard. Yeah. Bob, uh, yes. <laughs> on location. Bob Nisco's beard. Let me send him this report. <laughs> I think that would be great. Um. Now, all right, Dan. I get it. You don't want to go to a physical store to buy Amazon goods. No. You've made that clear. Yes. But what if I told you you didn't even have to leave? Your couch. I could just do it online. Yeah, okay. Ignore that. Ignore your <laughs> laptop or your phone or your tablet or your Amazon Echo speaker. Ignore all of that. <laughs> yeah, so. And ignore Apple TVs and Roku's and PlayStations. Let's say you had a Fire TV and no other connected devices around you. <laughs> Soon you're going to be able to purchase things on your Fire TV. They already started this week. Amazon Fire TV, ha- um, you currently can't like search and buy anything. But they do have targeted ads, sort of ads, targeted products placed on your Fire TV. And you can order them using your remote right from the Fire TV, including your shipping information and your payment information, which they all have. Um, There's some screenshots here online of someone buying Halloween candy. And the theory being they believe that eventually there'll be a full-fledged shopping portal um, coming down the road at some point where you'll be able to buy anything is this like the tv channel buying network network channel thing what was that thing called qvc yeah yeah it's kind of like that except except qvc you could just buy what they had what's kind of neat about this is you can buy hypothetically in the future buy literally anything that you want yeah i think i think that like and i i don't have an apple tv yet but i think that that's the future of tv apps like I mean, and I don't know. This is going to be terrible, and I wouldn't actually want to watch a show that did this. But like, if you if you if you could like click on a product featured in the show and buy yeah. it, that might be cool, but would probably really annoy me. Maybe not if it's done like if you did like pause and then it highlights well, it. It's kind of like the Amazon X-ray feature. If you've ever used that when watching a Prime movie. Um, where throughout the movie you can get information on the actors in the movie and things like that. Yeah, I could totally see that um, as an option. That would be interesting. I kind of like the... It would be fun to watch old movies and then, like, you have to buy, like, the really used pink Razer Max phone. uh, On eBay or something? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that would be pretty great. Razer Edge or whatever it was called. Yeah. So, uh, I forget what it... I was watching, it was one of the reviews for the Apple TV. I think it was, uh, I think it was the Verge's review, but they said the only compelling app on the, on the Apple TV was the QVC app. Cause mm-hmm. it was the only one that was actually like interactive. 
and not a game like the games were interactive but like the qvc app was the only one that was anything different it was everything else was either video or uh like a game or something but qvc was like qvc and you could just buy the stuff right there on qvc like that's, that's exactly a great the idea. dream. Yeah. That, the that's exactly clickable right. TV. Amazing. Yep. And pretty soon, you know, you start thinking about, uh, you know, always listening, always on stuff, but your 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 uh Amazon uh Echo speaker, you say out loud, "Hey, you know, pull up on the TV. I'm I need to buy some pants." And then up on the TV <laughs> pops a bunch of pants. And you know, <laughs> once you get all these things working together, um mm. it's it's going to be really interesting and of course Amazon actually sells stuff which is i think the big difference between them and apple um is that apple doesn't get a cut of those sales unlike amazon which does so uh, i think amazon has a lot of incentive to get people to buy things through their fire tv definitely um cool all right lots of things happening with the amazon uh gentlemen we've got time for more news here in the rundown we can talk t-mobile windows 10 samsung What's uh, uh yeah. want to talk about T-Mobile? Let's talk about T-Mobile. Yeah. We, I have a question about this, but we can introduce this story first. All right. Well, which one? The 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 uh plug-in thing. Oh, the, the plug-in thing. Sure. Yeah. Um Colby, you experienced this when you came uh camping up where I live. Uh T-Mobile doesn't exist here. We just That's don't true. have it. It's not like low bars. It's not a thing. Yeah. It's. I also experienced the same thing in where my parents live in in rural Rhode Island. I get like two bars of Edge if I'm lucky, uh, which is enough data to do uh, nothing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and while a lot of people say you can get Wi-Fi in a lot of places, it's not always true, especially in your own home. Um, so T-Mobile has a new thing. Uh, they call it LTE Cell Spot, and the way it works is they essentially put an LTE tower in your house. So um, if you're a simple choice customer or better, you call T-Mobile, they give you one for free, you have to give them a $25 refundable deposit, um, and you keep it as long as you're a customer, and you get this little box, you plug it into the wall for electricity, you plug it into the internet at your house, and boom, it blasts out an LTE signal. Um, over 3,000 square feet for your home or business, it supports up to 16 calls at a time and will work with any 3G, 4G, and LTE device on T-Mobile's network. Um... I see the biggest adv- – I think this is great for people's homes, but I really see a great advantage in this for businesses um, who are in more rural places or places that don't have connection or who just have really – like even in my house, I have a really tough time getting Wi-Fi in the basement because I don't mm-hmm. know what these walls are made of. But I actually think it's a steel mesh um, between the plaster, uh, which I know some of the houses around here were built with, and it really screws with Wi-Fi. Yeah. Um, and the cell coverage. So it, it's a great use for that. So it's kind of cool that T-Mobile is doing this. I'm surprised it took them so long. I know AT&T has been pilot testing similar technology for quite a long time, but just never got around to actually offering it to customers um, as well. I don't know. What do you guys think? So here's my question. Like, um, Obviously, this isn't, isn't really relevant to me. Like, For the most part, T-Mobile works in my house. And, mm-hmm. or, or in my apartment, and my apartment is also two rooms, so it's like the Wi-Fi also works. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
But so say you live, I don't know, you live in an apartment or you live somewhere where your next door neighbor is relatively close. Like could your your next door neighbor's phone might well be using your your yep. connection thing and use it and, and thereby using your Internet. Absolutely. Okay. Big, big problem if you have data caps on your right. on your ISP. Yes. That was my question. Um, Absolutely. Seems I mean, it seems cool, but also uh, potentially funky from that regard or in that regard it's the risk you take and as far as i can tell there aren't a lot of details but um on like a router you don't have the flexibility to lock people out or just who can and cannot access it it's literally just lte Mm. um which which could pose security problems and i know lot these have always existed right yeah it's not new technology it's just new that they're being offered to literally anyone who wants one oh okay yeah. Uh, like I said, I know T-Mobile's tested for a long time doing this, um, and I don't know about other carriers. But you mean uh, AT and T? AT and T, and you used to have to pay them a fortune. To it was like hundreds of dollars to get one of these, and you had to fight them and prove you lived in an area with like no reception. It was a big thing because my, right. I, I looked into one for somebody once, and um, it was really difficult to get. Um, huh. Unlike T-Mobile, which would just give it to literally anybody. Right. Yeah, that's great. Which is kind of almost no-brainer, even if you have mediocre reception. Um, if you don't mind using your internet, I mean, for a $25 refundable deposit. Yeah. Here's the here's the thing with T-Mobile, though, is they allow Wi-Fi calling, which takes away the whole need for this. True. Except for other people who visit your house and don't yeah. connect your Wi-Fi well, yet. So isn't there a, wasn't there a compromise for Wi-Fi calling, though? It's like something doesn't work if you have Wi-Fi calling on. I don't, I, I don't remember I don't what it was. Uh, I've had I specifically... it on for a long time. I don't know <laughs> what it was. Well, and I think what's the other cool thing about this is, you know, a lot. You know, you'd say, "Well, I'm in my home. I'm going to have Wi-Fi. Why do I need this?" Our other T-Mobile story in the rundown. It's a rumor, um, but it's talking about the continuation of uh, T-Mobile's um, uncarrier program which is where they keep adding these perks for consumers we've talked about it on the show before um t-mobile offering uh music freedom which uh popular music services don't count against your data cap uh supposedly at their event schedule november 10th they're going to roll out video freedom which allows certain video services to not count against your data cap uh the rumored services are hbo and netflix though there could be more at the announcement um unlimited high-speed data for select video services from T-Mobile. So, you know, to be honest, well, yeah. So it, it would incline people to use LTE more, uh, potentially. I don't know how T-Mobile makes any money off of this. Because um, this tells me one of two things. Either Netflix and HBO are willing to pay them a bunch of money, or they're fleecing us on data and it really doesn't cost them that much to offer it to us. And either way, I don't feel good about it because there's no way it's cost effective i suspect that is the case on data um sadly in in on all the carriers even more more so probably on the other carriers like i can't imagine t-mobile could do what they've been doing if if the margins on data aren't absolutely enormous um but or or the other thing too is i mean how much video does an average person use? You know, it's the same one with, with all these people who were worried about going off of unlimited plans. The vast majority of people I know who bitched about it use like a gigabyte a month in data. 
Yeah. Because they're on Wi-Fi or they don't use their phones or whatever. So I'm really curious. This seems like the kind of thing you'd offer a lot of people, but few would take you up on. Maybe. Yeah. Or if you would actually, like... Use a lot. Yeah. I mean, I wonder... I I would imagine the free music, Mm. uh, like, how that has turned out has probably informed this, too. Like, Mm -hmm. maybe... Isn't the idea that the companies subsidize this on the grounds that they will get more usage yes. from their yes. customers? And it's never been disclosed exactly what the uh, the terms of the deals are, but mm-hmm. everyone's under that impression. Which is why I was wondering, okay, so I get if you're a Spotify or, or a SoundCloud, but do HBO and Netflix really, really need this? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. maybe, maybe they do, but I don't know. I Well, I'm sure that they know exactly how much a minute of your time is worth to them. That's true. So, And and my guess is the people who are going to use this service are watching it mostly on their phones, and they're not watching it on their TVs or their laptops or whatever. So Um, this is an an additional service? You you don't just get it for free? No, no, you get it for free. It's included. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, So I think it's really... I don't know. It's it's, It's interesting. Although... I thought I got to go back and look whether or not they're paying for this because I thought the whole point of this was that they weren't paying for it and that's how it wasn't a net neutrality concern. Hmm. Was was that it, it wasn't remember. paid access, it was just T-Mobile just doing it for their customers therefore it wasn't a paid fast lane. Oh, I don't think that was ever made no? clear. I don't know. The whole thing was sketchy at the time. We talked about <laughs> it on the show. I don't Yeah, I remember talking about it. When you do 109 remember. episodes, sometimes you just forget <laughs> things. Yeah, too much technology. Um, Dan, what are you drinking there? Is that some UFO? Uh, yeah. Someone just left it in my refrigerator. Oh, so free beer. Yeah, yeah. Look at you. <laughs> um, cool. All right, yeah. So we'll look for that T-Mobile. The, the uh, event is November tenth, so we'll see. Again, it's a rumor, so we'll see if that's what they actually announce and who they partner with and what the details of that will be. But more perks if you're a T-Mobile subscriber. That is for sure. All right, gentlemen, I think we have to move on to picks. It's that time of the night. Unless there were any stories you really wanted to get to. Nope. Nah. We, we can make time. <laughs> but I guess not. I think we, we should get to picks since we didn't get to them last last week. That's yeah. right. That's right. We had so much to talk about. Um, and I guess tonight, not that much. But that's okay because we've got good picks and I'm excited. Um, and we're going to start with the one of these I'm least familiar with, which is Colby's. Uh, Colby, why don't you tell us what you've picked this week? Nice. So uh, my pick is a podcast this week, which I heard about on another podcast. Uh, the The creators of this podcast were on that, that podcast show that I picked before called Ask Me Another, the one that's like a, a silly game show podcast. Um, like the wordplay game show podcast. If you don't haven't listened to that, you should listen to it because it's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but in any case, this podcast is uh, it is purely fictional, and it's like a. So I think they do it every two weeks or so, and it's twenty minutes long, and it's like a like public radio news sort of thing for a fictional town. And in the town, like, all sorts of crazy stuff happens. Like, there are, like, aliens and, like, weird experiments and stuff. And, like, sketchy government agencies. Um, And 
it's 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 very hard to describe and and pretty funny i found um it's it's called welcome to night vale uh oh they have a description here it says welcome to night vale is a twice monthly podcast in the style of community updates for the small desert town of night vale featuring local weather news announcements from the sheriff's the sheriff's secret police Mysterious net lights in the night sky, dark hooded figures with unknowable powers, and cultural events. Turn on your radio and hide. Um, so it's it sounds very strange and it's like weirdly amusing. Uh, I don't know. It's w- worth a listen if you need need more podcasts <laughs> to fill up your your podcast app of choice, which is always a problem for me. Cool. Welcome to Night Vale. Uh, it's welcome to uh, N-I-G-H-T-V-A-L-E dot com. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, subscribe on the same places you'll find most podcasts as well. That's cool. Uh, I know you were listening today, Colby, and had some controversial thoughts on uh, Apple Pie. Or I, I had controversial I, thoughts yeah, on Apple Pie. I can't, I can't even. There's no good pie except Apple Pie. Oh, you're so wrong. That's Apple pie, <laughs> Apple Pie is the, like... Session no, of pies. I mean, it doesn't bad any... apple pie is just as bad as all other apple pie, but good apple pie is the only good kind of pie. Besides yeah. Boston cream pie, which is not really pie at all. Boston cream <laughs> pie. What are you talking about? Oh, this is controversial. No. I'm not even. I'm not even getting into this, man. This is bad. Boston no cream blueberry pie, Colby. Blueberry like, pie is the I, best pie. I agree that apple pie is great. But there, blueberry there are pie is fine. I, admittedly, I don't think I've ever had like a fresh blueberry pie. I've only had a blueberry pie made with like blueberries from a can. Uh, oh, wow. I will. I will add strawberry rhubarb pie is pie. is a close second to that's apple great. pie. Pumpkin pie is disgusting. It's yes. bad. No one should. That's very true. It's yeah. second. Sweet potato pie is surprisingly good. Yeah. It looks the same as pumpkin pie, but tastes good. I'm giving it up for just uh, crazy pecan pie. It's pretty great. Yeah, it's all no, right. No, I think no, I think pecan pie is like really overwhelming though. It's too. Oh, it's, it's like dense. so dense and yeah. sweet. Like I could eat half an apple pie. I can only eat like one piece of pecan. But then the real question is, where do you put cream pies? High on the list, low on the list, somewhere in the middle. I mean, it's it's like a weird arrangement of pudding. It's it is and meringue. I hate meringue. Do people like meringue? I don't think anyone does. I think it's scrape it right off the top. Now, what about cheesecake? Oh my god, there's nothing better. Like what? You don't like pumpkin pie, but you pumpkin pie and cheesecake are like the same texture to me. It's not about the texture, Dan. Pumpkins in general don't taste good. Doesn't taste good. Yeah. Pumpkin Pumpkin bread is fantastic. Pumpkin pie is gross. Pumpkin pie. Pumpkins as a whole are just a weird gourd fruit. They're definitely overrated. <laughs> have you ever had? Which, have you what ever is your had most preferred gourd baked in the in the oven? Yeah. Yes, those are actually not bad. I'll give you that. I'll give you um, that. my preferred. My gourd. favorite gourd. I like butternut squash. Butternut yeah, squash is great. that's pretty good. Yeah. Most most squashes. My favorite thing about butternut squash is that it lasts for like a year. Oh, I did not it know that. It keeps for so long. I didn't know my that. Mom, my parents gave us two butternut squashes from their garden last September, and they got moldy, like, in July. <laughs> so you wow. never ate them. Yeah, we never ate them. <laughs> I put them, like, it was when when we when you guys came over for New Year's, we, like, put them in, in the bottom drawer because they were just in the way. And we took them out in, in this summer, and they were still fine. <laughs> Wow. Welcome to welcome to Don't Panic, the cooking podcast that's here to help you learn <laughs> all about fruits and vegetables. 
boy. Yes. Anyways. Uh, yeah. We very digress. Cool. Yes, let's let's get back on track. Uh, so Dan can talk to us about yet another book. It's Dan's book corner, everybody. Yeah, Colby, you didn't you didn't pick The Martian, did you? No, no I didn't, I didn't we might have so. talked about the movie or something. We talked. I think we talked about this book in relation to another book that I picked when I hadn't read this book yet. But I finally read The Martian mm. on Saturday. I started at 10 a.m., finished at about 11 p.m., like <laughs> off and on all day long. Uh, <laughs> it's really good like if you just want if you were ever curious how someone might survive being accidentally left on mars uh how to grow plants on mars the dangers of having like a habitat with oxygen in it and how to take oxygen from the air and convert your carbon dioxide and <laughs> keep water and manage humidity uh how to communicate with Earth if you're not given any way to communicate with Earth. Uh, I won't give you any spoilers, but it's pretty ingenious. Yeah, uh, It's really yeah. good. It's only like 400 pages long. Uh, totally worth it. I definitely have to read that as a follow-up to Seven Eves. I'm almost done with Seven Eves. Oh, I was going to ask about that. Okay, yeah. so you're in the weird part now? Oh, it's super weird. <laughs> it's gotten so weird, but I love it. It's still yeah. great. For- yeah. That's for awesome. John, for, for most of the same reason. Yes. What do you got for I us? was I was just thinking, you know, I might pick The Martian up on audiobook. Mm. Th- did you I think that the audiobook is good? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I might do that. How I, long is the audiobook? Uh, I just closed it out as soon as you asked me that. Uh, Thank you. Uh, for, oh, 10 hours and 53 minutes. Oh, yeah. No problem. So, no, nah, breeze right through it. The, the guys who listen to podcasts all day. <laughs> um, I don't know how people find time for these things. That's true. I um, could listen to auto audio books while I work. Could. It's a little more. It's a little pricier. That's the problem. That's true. People got to stop giving away all these podcasts for free. Fools. What are we thinking? Um. Yeah. So my pick this week. Um. Another thing I've ordered from Amazon. So I've talked on this show before about uh, ProClips USA, which is the car mount that I love and have talked about. I think I picked twice on the show. I've been such a fan of. But it's expensive. It's like 70 bucks once you get the whole set. Um, and it's I would still recommend it for anyone who has like an hour-long commute every single day. This is like the hardcore mount you're going to want. But if you're the kind of person who doesn't drive that often or changes cars a lot, like does a lot of rental cars or like zip cars, check mm-hmm. this out. The link will be on the website. Uh, the Tech Mat Mag Grip Air Vent Magnetic Universal Car Mount Holder. Link will be on the website. But essentially what it is is it's um, this little tiny disc that you stick onto your air vent in your car. And then you put a little metal plate in between your phone and your phone case. And it just is a super magnet and your phone just tunk, just like sticks to your dashboard. Um, and it's so stupid easy. It's fantastic. And I, I, I've done the air vent mounts before, but they always fall off or they never stick right for me. This one actually so far anyway has worked really, really well. Um, and so, um, and the best part, it's $8 on Amazon, $8. (laughs) Like, how can you not try it? Um, which was why I tried it. Um, this is the thing that Katie had in her car. Yes. Recommended by, uh, by friend of the show, uh, Katie Adams. Um, and, and it's also the, um, uh, the wire cutters pick for best, um, car mount Mm. as well, which was a big incentive as well to try it. So, um, I'm very excited. I'm gonna. I've got some uh, rental car I'll be using later in the week. I'm gonna try it out in because um, I think it's gonna be really great for travel. So I'm excited. Um, 
If you're looking for an easy, cheap way to mount a phone in your car, check it out. Again, the link will be on the website. Tech Mat, Mag Grip, Air Vent, Magnetic Universal Car Holder Mount. Where are you going, Sean? Well, Dan, I was going to talk about that. This is fantastic. There will not be a Don't Panic next week. Do you know why, Dan? Because no. you're going to Spin the St. Wheel. Thomas. No, try again. Where Where in the world is Sean Jennings? Dan, you have to keep guessing because I'm pretty sure I heard this on the Goldilocks Zone. Yes, or I might have told you over the weekend, too. I don't know. It's possible. to rural St. Paul, Minnesota. No, no, you got to think farther. It's a miserable time of year. There's definitely an ocean in between. Really? Sean's using his passport. Oh my, and you're driving, so that means that... No, I'm driving to and from the airport. Yeah. Oh, I see. Wait. I don't live near an airport, so I have to get a rental car to drive a couple hours to get to a real airport. Oh, why not use a real car to do that? Well, because i got to pay to park it at the airport. The company gets me a rental car, and then you just leave it out there. It's actually pretty, really freaking convenient. You're going to Germany. Uh, colder. Think colder. Think colder. Sweden. Uh, Well, you're warmer in the right area. (laughs) Wow. Uh... In a city famous for its drugs and hookers. Copenhagen? Amsterdam. No, Amsterdam. You're close, though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, that's... Really? Yes, Sean will be in that's, Amsterdam. That's so exciting. Next week, Dan, yes. Dan, I'm surprised you didn't say Hamburg. Hamburg. Yeah. <laughs> didn't realize so many places qualified for that in the greater Europe region. Wow. What are you going to Amsterdam for? I can get you Amsterdam recommendations. I, Dan, you'll have to write some stuff down and send it to me. Yeah, no, it's for work. So, uh, Although I'll have some free time as well. Nice. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Fantastic. I've never been to Europe. I hear it's fine. Yeah, you got to brush up on your Dutch. I yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. No, I'm going to I'm going to go be an American. I'm going to have my fanny pack and my big camera strapped around my neck and my <laughs> visor with like an American flag on it. Right. It's going right. to it's going to be great. Just don't great. take any trains and you'll probably have a fine time. Oh, that's funny cuz I'm taking a bunch of trains. <laughs> Because because our office is is a two hour train ride from the uh, from the office? Amsterdam, it's in uh, Sittard. Oh, wow. It's it's by Dusseldorf or whatever the. Really? Yeah. But I don't you're know. staying in Amsterdam. Well, it's just the best airport, so I'm just flying in mm. and out, and then it's a train. Are you going? Is it just you? Or are you going it's solo? It's just me. Wow. Going solo. That's that's crazy, man. Solo. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a real hoot. So. So no show next week. Sorry, you know the time zone difference doesn't doesn't right. quite work. So not a problem. I have to take the day off. But I think all the people out there are in luck because they're going to get a double dose of the three of us this week because Colby and Dan are back for more Dungeons and Dragons on this week's episode of the Goldilocks Zone. If you listen previously, we did parts one and two of our uh, trip into the Lost Mines. Well, we are back this week to do more. Uh, along with Matt Mariani, um, our dungeon master will continue our epic quest uh, through our Dungeons and Dragons adventure. Uh, I'll also tease, by the way, if you go uh, to GoldilocksShow.com and get last week's episode, we um, we discussed all things fall, including pumpkin pie versus apple pie, um, as well as the advantages to Halloween versus Thanksgiving, uh, why colder weather is better, and why fall is overall the best holiday, uh, best season of the year. 
So um, check out that show as well. And then coming uh, next week will be Dungeons and Dragons. So get excited for that. Sean, you couldn't be any closer to Germany. Yeah. Uh, and the fact, Netherlands <laughs> is adjacent to, to Germany. Germany. Yeah, yes. no, it's but, between Germany and the ocean. No, That's what they tell me. Literally, could not. It is like it's on the on border. The, uh, on the border. Uh, on, the, on the border. You're like walking distance from Germany, no matter where yeah. you are in this city. Yeah. It's yeah. Like at most two thousand feet from the German border. <laughs> yeah. So Germany was actually. Closer you were close, to Sweden. You're, d- listen, <laughs> Dan. I'm not going to fault you at all. You were you were doing just fine with your guessing. <laughs> Absolutely, I, Dan. I don't even know where I'm going. So your guess you is just as just, good as mine. Just oh look at it. Look at it in Google Maps. Yeah. yeah. No, not oh, wow. even. It's, it's like, like it's like surrounded times. by Germany. Look at it. It's like this little <laughs> peninsula of the Netherlands that goes down into Germany. It's going to be fun. It's gonna be <laughs> if, if you want to if you want to see a lot of uh pictures and posts at sean jennings on twitter i'll be uh tweeting a bunch of stuff from the trip so excited all all, excited. all of the remember not to use snapchat sean so you have the pictures for that's right lesson learned yeah use a real photo sharing app also don't get freaked out when you see signs for harlem you're not back in new york no there's <laughs> another harlem yeah the original harlem i'll be I'll put it this way dan i'll be concerned when i see a sign for kansas city <laughs> what? Kansas City, the Netherlands. Too many Kansas cities. Um, cool. All right. So uh, again, don't panic. is the website, and of course, subscribe on all the different services. Uh, sorry, no video this week. We had some issues, but uh, hopefully, by the time I get back from Europe, my computer will have magically fixed itself. Um, as it, ten- it believe it or not, it happens. So, um, we'll we'll get to you to hope for the best. But uh, of course, there's a website for you, and. Uh, that's it. No more tech for tonight. So we'll wrap up on behalf of Dan and Colby. This is Sean wishing you a fair night, thanking you for listening to the Don't Panic Show. 